Welcome to Lo-Fi Lectionary. Hi, everyone. Thank you for coming in for uh, this little mini episode. Um, I'm going to call it the Lo-Fi Kitchen. And uh, let me just quickly explain that. Um, I'm going to kind of view our regular Lo-Fi Lectionary episodes where we dig through a piece of the story. Um as kind of like a living room conversation. Like, uh, like I've, I'm talking to a group of you guys um, in my living room as if we were all sitting together uh, chatting away. But then uh, maybe after that moment, um, some of you uh, would be sticking around and, and interested in just kind of chatting afterwards. And I kind of want to have episodes where we kind of have that conversation and see what that would be like um, for just a few minutes after the big conversation. So it's, it's as if we're moving from the, uh, from the living room into the kitchen, I guess you would say. Um, for the little, little bit more intimate, kind of a little bit more, um, a little bit more my thoughts, uh, on the story, just my own personal opinions, my own questions, my own things that I'm thinking about, um, that maybe, uh, we could think about together. Um, so, uh, so here we go. Um, so we just finished, uh, Luke one, just this great story, uh, from, uh, the way that, uh, Luke starts off with, it ends with, uh, the birth of John the Baptist and Zechariah's family, and I'm just so fascinated with it, this idea that Luke begins the story with uh, these little um, scenes where it's really communicated thoroughly that everything that God is doing is beginning with the declaration of his favor, um, with the declaration of his goodness. The angel shows up, do not be afraid, is there. And what's interesting is that... uh, do not be afraid is actually the most often spoken uh, commandment in the Bible. Isn't that interesting? Um, it seems to be that what God wants us to do most is to not be afraid. I think that's really fascinating. Um, um, and maybe that's just because kind of in my life, um, one of the hardest things to do, I've found, is to not be afraid. Um, maybe one of the hardest things to do in life is to hold on to this idea that 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 God is good or that, uh, the world is just full of, uh, this message of favor. And yet that's how Luke's story starts out. And isn't that kind of weird? Um, but the more I thought about it over the last few weeks, uh, I just get back to this idea that, uh, you know, as the angels and as everyone else who shows up in Luke's story is always about declaring the favor of God. And Mary sings that song about the favor of God and Zechariah prays his prayer talking about the goodness of God. Um, it's actually Luke tapping into um, the ancient tradition of of actually beginning our story and beginning the story of the world and the story of God off by just meditating on and recognizing the goodness first. And so if you read the book of Genesis, actually, it starts off with this little poem about the creation of everything in Genesis chapter one. And there's this refrain that happens at the end of every, every step of creation where it says, and God saw that it was good. And if we think back to uh, what we talked about a little bit earlier about this idea of language being dynamic, the language we use, the words we say, um, they, as they believed in that ancient time. And as um, you, you, you could still believe today, uh, maybe just a little bit differently that the words we use actually kind of create the reality around us and shape how we see the world and things like that. And at the very beginning, we have God and the storyteller and the story of creation saying over creation, it's good. It is good. Birds, good. Land, it's good. Water, good. Stars, good. Light, good. People, good. 
And it's God singing this song over everything he makes, just singing a song, creating a world of blessing over everything he makes. He's declaring that reality to be true, that it's good. Oh, man. Um, I mean, do we believe that this is true? It's, it's interesting. Whether, And I think you can ask this question whether um, you're religious or not, whether you even believe in God or not. I mean... The religious person might ask, is God good? I guess if you're if you're not religious or you don't believe in God, you could just say, Is is the world, is is all of this around us, is is everything, is it is it good? I mean, is creation, you know, is it is it good? Dirt, birds, water, you know, air, is is it all good? Um, and then to take the next step from then and look at people and say, are people good? Like human beings, like the human race, is, is this good? Um, are where we from? Was it someplace good? Are where we're headed? Is it someplace good? Us in the present now, are, are we good? And then to think one step further and just ask, am I? Am I good? And I really believe that how you answer those questions, it's going to characterize just your entire life. It's going to shape your worldview more than I think any other question. Um, I think sometimes we get caught up, especially in the religious world, we get caught up in the idea of arguing about God's existence or um, arguing about, um, you know, whether certain parts of the stories are objectively true or factual or things like that. And I, I think those aren't the first questions. I think the first question is really, is it good? If God is real, is, 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 is God good or is God something else? Um, everything around us, what we're made of, is, is it all good or isn't it? And I think if, if you think it's good, that's going to change the way that you interact with just everything in the world. You're going you're gonna to work for it. You're going to think it's worthy of your time and your attention. You're going to Protect it and save it, restore it if it needs it, or just celebrate it if it just already is just screaming its its goodness. And then maybe even other people, how we approach other people is, is it, are they good? And if they're essentially good, and if we really believe that, oh man, that's just going to change everything about how we act towards those people. And then ourselves, are you good? Essentially good. Not, not, not temperamentally or not, you know, and how you fluctuate between day to day and hour to hour and the way you feel, but are, are you good? Um, those are really challenging questions. And what's just interesting about the story in the book of Luke is that he does not want to proceed to anything else, or he doesn't even want to talk about anything else, it seems, before we clear away this idea that things are good. Every person that shows up that has a truth or something to say, or wants to talk about what God is doing in the world, the first thing they want to say is, do not be afraid, God's favor is upon you. Like everything else that you're going to hear from me, don't forget the first most important thing, that God is good, and what I'm saying is going to be good, and you get to be a part of something that's good. And as a religious person, and as a person who identifies as a Christian, um, I just always try and imagine what the church would be like if we started out everything we did with this one simple belief. God is good. What God made is good. God made us. We are good. God made others, our neighbors. They are good. God made me. 
and I am good. And what if, like God in the creation story, we just sang that over the world to create that reality for people who don't have it? And what if in every way that we interacted with our environment and with creation and with each other, that was what we started with. This is good, and if it doesn't look good right now, let's work towards healing and restoring it and bringing it back to its original goodness. And we would, I think just the way that we interact with our community and with our the world and even with ourselves, because I think that's really where it starts, would just change a lot differently. And yet that's not what we hear from a lot of churches and religious folks. And that's not what I've believed myself as a religious person for most of my life. And I'm not saying that we don't deal with things that aren't going well or aren't good or don't look good or we don't address things that are that are ugly or gross or painful. But what if we refuse to talk about anything else until goodness was just very clear and was all over us? What if churches were a place where people could come and we could disagree on very important things and people's lives could be very messy, but when they came, they would know that if you step through the doorway we will receive you and understand you as someone that is good. And as we step out through those doors, we step out into a good world, carrying goodness and seeing everyone through the lenses of goodness everywhere we went. I mean, what if the highest priority, if you're part of a religious community, is that everyone who steps in here or sees us or meets us outside will know that we see them as good. And what if no conversation with them started before that was clear? What if that meant we had to do a lot of work to make it visible and tangible and concrete and real for them? Wouldn't that be something? Um, I think it would be good. <laughs> anyway, um, so let me leave us all off once again with these words from Zechariah. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So may we all over the next week know and understand and believe in goodness or at least wrestle with that if we're not there yet so that we might be those who bring light to those in darkness and in the shadow of death and create a way of peace in the world. Wouldn't that be great? All right, everybody. Have a good week. I'll see you in a few days. Well, that's the end of the episode, but don't go yet. Hi, everyone. I just want to say a quick thank you to you for listening to this episode of Lo-Fi Lectionary. If you liked the podcast, please help us out. You can review, subscribe, and share the podcast any way you can. Um, the more people we get in on the game, the funner this is going to be. Uh, if you want to participate in the discussion for this episode, you can come visit our website at kevinlester.net and follow the links to the podcast and then to the link for this episode. Um, you can also find our podcast on Facebook and we can discuss and, and keep things going on there. Uh, just search Facebook for Lo-Fi Electionary and you'll find us. You can also get in touch with me, Kevin, directly at lofi at kevinlester.net. And that's lofi with no dash. So L-O-F-I at kevinlester.net. And you can also find me on Twitter at lofi kevin. With no dash again. So at Lo-Fi Kevin. Um, that's kind of it. So thank you for coming. And we'll see you guys next episode. Thank you for listening.